0: On this computer, here we are, and I don't know why I'm getting the feedback, Um, and we're going to broadcast. Welcome to the Nonprofit Chat. This is Tuesday, March 7th. It's the part of the series we call the Nonprofit Exchange. We're exchanging ideas with one another, and we're learning the best principles from business leaders. My guest tonight um, is Joshua Adams. Joshua is in Florida, and if you're in some cold climate right now, <laughs> he's not sad for you. He's, uh, you're in Melbourne, actually, Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's, that's in the Orlando area, if you don't know Florida. And uh, Joshua's company, Rock, Paper, Simple, is one of the sponsors for Centervision Leadership Foundation. We um, we vet our sponsors very carefully, and he's a master of his craft. And we're going to talk about uh, what's our title tonight, Joshua.
1: Tonight is seven steps to nonprofit website relevancy.
0: Relevancy, yeah, yeah. We put up a lot of pretty <laughs> sites, and they don't they don't do much. So you're talking about marketing through our web presence tonight. Now. I don't want to do a whole lot of fancy introduction of you. I'd like you to tell people why are you qualified to talk about this topic.
1: Sure, sure. No, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I've been doing. Web, I've been in the web design field for 15 years. Uh, I know I don't look like I could be, but I have been. <laughs> I've been doing it uh, professionally since I was actually 14. Uh, I was a freelancer for about four years there before I started my first agency and really launched into the into the world there. So, 15 years in the in the in the, in the space there. Seven years in branding and marketing. So I became a partner of a marketing agency back about seven years ago, which launched me into the branding and marketing world. Blew my mind open as far as understanding how a website was a marketing tool. It wasn't just a pretty pretty brochure on the web. That's that's when I, as as uh, Hugh likes to call it, I went from being a propeller head. <laughs> as as he likes to say to being a marketer and understanding that oh wow there's a purpose behind this website um i spent 3 years as a youth pastor in between there so i have a, a deep understanding of ministry and what it means to be involved in in uh, a nonprofit space uh, i've also served on, and worked with a lot, a lot of nonprofit boards uh, the ad federation the, the founders forum um, work with nonprofits like uh, I've read them down here so I'll forget which ones. Uh, <laughs> Big Brother Big Sisters of America, Humane Society, Christian Care Ministry, um, Christian Care ministry is a client of ours actually um, national national uh, nonprofit. Um, we worked with everything from charities chambers uh, uh, com- or Chambers of commerce, uh, even uh, orchestras, churches, uh, ministries mm.
0: um,
1: All the whole, the whole range. You did, not, you did not did you know I worked with orchestras
0: no way well, you mentioned that i had forgotten that but yeah. i i know yeah. that you're not a propeller head i'd forgotten <laughs> to use that term so loosely <laughs> um and and i uh i know because you have satisfied customers we uh we present at conferences together mm-hmm. and um um shannon gronich has this business acceleration summit uh russell's been there yeah russell um russell uh is, is a guest tonight he's um uh a permanent guest. He's been a great supporter and he's a wayfinder with Center Vision Leadership Foundation, that understands all of our methodologies and is quite learned and experienced in the nonprofit field. Let's go ahead and, uh, is there any more you want to say about yourself? I understand ministry and because I spent 40 years inside ministry work, as, as you know, as Director of Worship and Fine Arts and Director of Music. Um, mm-hmm. when you mention marketing to somebody in ministry, they go, that's sales. We don't do sales. Well, you do evangelism, don't you?
2: <laughs>
0: and we're almost pro, uh, anti-business and charities. It's really essential that we understand how marketing connects us with the world. And it's it's right. the difference of marketing and selling. So I'm going to let you take the, take us through your seven steps. And if you'll present that, we, we normally spend about an hour on these these sessions. If you'll spend you know, part of that first hour going over your, your seven steps, and then let's entertain some Q and a going back and forth. And if Excellent. I can, if I have questions along the way, may I interrupt you briefly just to clarify? Please. Please. I, I
1: prefer it to be very dynamic. So absolutely uh, interrupt me. Um, you know I, I want to quantify something you did say you know you, this 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 dirty word marketing right the the sales yeah. uh, um, <laughs> and you know in the business world it's a good word in the business world sales and marketing it's it's it's, it's the, the 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 bread of life you know um, and, and really in, in when it when we transition over into the nonprofit world or or the ministry world we're afraid to say those words because it connotates profit it connotates those kind of things roi those words mm-hmm. um, it's just different it's a it's a different thing when when you're a nonprofit or ministry you're still trying to engage people you're still trying to reach out to people and spread the word uh being a youth pastor we, we did everything from um, you know street ministries to to, to um, um uh, mission trips and the whole deal so we were out and about and i understood the idea of getting people's attention um, you know, churches have the same, same need to, to reach out and tell the word, whether it's promoting, uh, just preaching the gospel or it's, it's promoting members or engaging their existing uh, members, whether that be getting more volunteers for things or getting them more engaged with things. Um, nonprofits, they have a need for don- don- donations, engagement with their own members and generation of new ones, volunteers, etc. So there, there's an idea of this, like, like I said, marketing, we don't need marketing because we still have goals to accomplish. And to accomplish those, we need to, again, create vehicles to present things and and, and whatnot. Um, Like I said, it's just different ends, different ends to a means. I I mentioned earlier that uh, I did web design for many, many years before I understood really the true purpose of it, and the marketing aspect of it. Um, And that was really when I realized, I coined the phrase, a website without results is a worthless website.
0: A a, A website without results is a worthless website. Absolutely. Regardless
1: of whether it's beautiful or not, you can have the most beautiful website, but if it's not doing something for your organization, it's pointless. Why, why do you have it? Um, and that really comes down to it works. It's the same way for businesses It works for nonprofits and churches. If you have a website up and it's not doing anything for you, then you're wasting your time your energy, your resources, your money.
0: Well, and there's a lot of people that are still doing web design that don't get it. As a matter of fact, I, you and I have thrown around the phrase, uh, some web designers like to brag about how many hits they can bring. Well, is <laughs> redefined as how idiots track success. You know, you got, you care how many people do something. It's you're talking about engagement and relevance. I, you know, you're every time, ever since we first spoke, I, I realized you, you got the real goods here. So thank you.
1: Thank you. And the reason I, you know, I, I suggested the title today of, of the relevancy because, first of all, this is the same mistake that businesses make. They don't create a website that has any relevance. It's pointless. It's that worthless website because it has, they don't accomplish any goals. And the same thing with nonprofits and churches. Many times they either don't see the relevance of a website or they have one with no relevance. And really, what does that mean? It just means it, it really accomplishes no purpose. Um, it's 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 completely completely useless. So. Looking at that, how do we how do we fix that, right? So the same, again, correlating all these years in, business, in the business world, I see them making the same mistakes and really not understanding that they should start with a plan, start with a purpose. And you know, when we sit down with with, with clients, and the first thing we say, whether it's a business or a nonprofit, we say, well, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish with this website? Why will this help your organization? Why are you spending this money with us? Um, we challenge them. very great right from the get-go. Um, why are you here? We're, we're not just uh, a set of, of developers that are just building some technology. We're marketers. We believe in creating a result for our people. Um, you know, our agency we're 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 ten strong. Um, out our three interns. There's 13 of us in the office here. It's not a. Uh, we, we only have what three of us are, are are web guys. I have a marketer. I have a copy person. I have three designers. Um, I have an operations director that we have a team that pull these things off because we're thinking bigger picture than just some technology and some HTML code. Right. Mm -hmm. So kind of setting that, that stage, you know, I'm going to roll through some of these seven steps. We've used these seven steps with nonprofits. We've used them with Inc 500 companies, Um, everything from local mom and pop shops here to international firms. So this stuff works and really what what I'm going to go through is um, the typical seven steps that, uh, process um, that we go through for each of our sites. And this formula works whether you are having an agency do it like us, whether you're having doing it yourself. They, they absolutely apply. Now, I'm going to read it in such a way that this is how we do it, but I'm going to spin it and say, well, how would this apply to your organization? How would this, how, I'm going to spin it. How does it apply specifically to nonprofits, etc.? And Hugh, please, Jump in at any point. If you you say, oh, yeah, I can see how this could apply, et cetera, certainly jump in. Um, Step one, our our, our number one step, and we joke, you know, we say we shut up and listen to our clients. We shut up and listen to them. And and I, I, again, joke that uh, it's kind of a lie because first we ask a whole bunch of questions. Then we shut up and listen. And what those questions are are what are offerings, what is it that you're doing Um, in this case, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? What sets you apart? What is your mission? How are you going to change the world? Um, What are the things that you do different? What are your goals? Those those are the things we're trying to figure out. So again, in the context of these steps, it's how we treat clients from your side. How how do you? What are you trying to accomplish? Sit down, write out your goals. Uh, We've actually created a a a website checklist um, on our side to give to clients if they're if they're saying, well, we're not quite ready yet. We've given them this checklist to kind of what to think about, what to put together, um, and that's helped them. Get their thoughts together in terms of, of planning. because if I can't count the amount of times in years past that I've had somebody come up to me before, the, before Rocket for Simple and say, I want a website. I say, great. I say, uh, what do you want? I say, well, I want you know five pages and this and this and the other thing. Great. And I'd go and build it. There was no planning. There was no understanding. And so step one is truly to understand what you, what you want to accomplish. For the nonprofit world, uh, here I'm going to throw out some ideas, but certainly feel free to, to step in. We're talking more engagement. So, hey, my stakeholders aren't disengaged from my brand. Give them a way to engage. Maybe it's uh, it, getting them to come to the site and, and learn about the events going on, making, creating some sort of way to communicate that information. Maybe we're talking about generating donations. We're driving traffic out there, out in the community, and we're talking about people like, I'd love to donate to that. Well, how do I do it? Go to the website, make it easy, make it an easy way for them to, to do that. But what are our, what are, we, what are these goals? And, and, and truly it could be engagement it could be donations. It could be more volunteers. It could be, Hey, we, you know, we're, we've got a fantastic message, but we don't know how to get it out there. We want to get our message out. Well, there's, there's a goal there, So creating tangible goals that you can measure is the first step, not the last step. A lot of people will use that as the last
2: step.
0: Oh, I'm making some notes here create tangible goals that you can measure. Correct.
1: Correct. If you don't, well, then how do you, uh, how, how are you going to know your, your website was successful? How do you know that your website was, was money well spent? Um, and it's truly, it's, you won't know unless you have some sort of goal, some sort of measurable goals, and it could be an increase in donations. It could be more engagement from your existing membership base, showing up to events. Maybe you want, you know, 50 people at each event instead of 20. Uh, what, what are the goals you want to accomplish what do you feel the website could help you with and that's 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 huge um, and, and and that's that absolutely so um, I know you're kind of putting a spin on on, on my on stuff so here the step two uh, we, we typically call that planning for results creating tangible uh, goals is fine as well um, really step two taking those now you have those goals you have the understanding of what sets you apart etc and we say we make a plan to communicate the offerings, make you kind of communicate your goals. How do you do that now? So what is the plan to accomplish that? Um, And again, it's not a matter of, Oh, what do you want? And then we go build it. It It's not a matter of you saying, Hey, I want a website with 10 pages. I want to communicate about us page the contact us page, et cetera. And then you give that to a web person and just kind of expect it to happen. What's going to (laughs) happen. If we did that with our clients, we would build the site. And then hope and pray they like it when it got, to, got done. Oh, my. And that's no way to look. And, I, and, I, and I, I can think back, gosh, I remember my first, my first agency. It was, um, it was in my parents' garage. Um, how long ago? 11, 12, 12 years ago. And it was in my garage. This whole garage, I converted into an office. I had multiple desks in here. I had a designer working in there uh, with me. And I remember the way I approached them. Uh, projects clients would ask for a website. It's say, great tell me kind of what you like and that was really it. And then I went to work and I literally designed the website Write out some copy build the website and then I'd send the link to them And hope they liked it. Mm. You have no idea how <laughs> horrifying that is because you literally can't sleep And oh, right. if you finish the project at 11 o'clock at night, forget it. You're not sleeping It's just because you're sitting there praying, oh my gosh, I hope they like it. Oh my gosh, I hope they like it. And you're waiting for that email. (laughs) And sometimes you got the email and they're like, It's amazing. And you're like, Wow, why was I worried all this time? And sometimes you got the email that was like, It sucks. What's wrong with you? I hate everything about this. And you just sit there crushed because you just spent three days building this stupid website (laughs) was good three hours ago
0: right i want to go back to the this is you know this is a repeatable offense Um, (laughs) and um this is going to be on the podcast and it'll be it'll be timeless we won't we don't talk about dates because somebody could be listening to this a year from now what what i want to point out is you are giving us really good interview questions when we're hiring a webmaster Yes, and a marketing person. So your, your your transparency number one is a good leadership skill. But you you're opening up. This is the challenges I've had. So we don't really think about what the challenges that people have from your side. You don't. No. And so you this is a good. This is a good uh, revelation of how, and and really what I'm hearing you do in your dialogue is you're building relationships with people. Absolutely. And that's what underneath communication I teach that it's relationship. Leadership is relationship and people don't hire you until they trust that you're going to deliver something of value. And, right. and what I've heard from people who've used you is that they get more engagement because they've used you and it offsets whatever cost that yeah. it, it took to set it up and uh-huh. far better yeah. than them trying to do it themselves.
1: Oh yeah! Well, I actually just had a client email us uh, earlier this week. Um, they've actually made a hundred percent return. They made their money back within two months, and another four months in, they've made they've doubled their money uh, back um, since they have launched the site four months ago. That's
0: encouraging. That's so encouraging. <laughs> Well, and and I'd like to point out that people are listening on the podcast and not viewing it, that you're not in a garage. You have a very handsome office. That's correct. You have a whole, I've met some of your staff. They're very capable. So you're, you're a real guy in real business. So sorry for interrupting you, but you've, you've you're, you're, you know, creating tangible goals. That's really consistent with, um. You know what, I teach is, is, and Russell teaches, how do we create this, this framework for our business, this strategy? Yep. So we, and then, so we're speaking the same language here. So let me stop interrupting you. This is no, right.
1: no worries. I appreciate it. Uh, but you know, I bring that up to say that that's the wrong way to do it. And I did it wrong over and over and over. And talk about stress and, and really not a disservice to my clients. Um, and that was beyond even before I figured out the marketing thing, right? Understanding I had a marketing component. But what happens now is an intensive amount of planning before you get to work. You wouldn't go build a house without drawing out plans. Mm -hmm. You just wouldn't do it. Now, if you're me, you wouldn't build a house anyways. Like, that's not something you even try. Um, I have a a brother who's fantastic. He could probably do it. Um, Forget it. (laughs) Don't put a hammer in my hand. I'm good. Um, But my point being, you don't sit, you don't go out and try to build something. Without that plan, you don't go to build a, a business or form an organization without a plan of some sort. Without some sort of idea of what you're going to do. Same thing with a website. You have to have a plan in place. We, our first two steps are all about planning. You know, number one, shut up and listen, collect all that information, know what you're what you're about. Number two, plan for the results. Create that 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 plan that's going to accomplish those goals. How are you going to communicate the things you need to communicate? Accomplish things you're going to accomplish? Um, abs- absolutely, absolutely. So how, how do we, how do we accomplish that? So, um, you know, I know I'm beating that to death, but it's so important. We, we, we have a, our, our initial discovery session. Well, actually it starts with that free consultation where we talk to the client, make sure we're a good fit. If it's a good fit, then we have the, you know, when we move forward, we have our planning session. Um, the planning session is precursed by a questionnaire. They answer some marketing questions and some questions about their business. Then we flow into the planning session where we build out a whole plan where we're talking about their their goals and what we would accomplish. We sketch the site map, we sketch the site layout. There's a big planning process that happens here, wow. and you've got myself involved, you've got our director of operations involved, our designer involved, our copywriters involved with that copywriting for it. So that's what the planning process looks like. This is not a um, let's fire from the hip and hope it works. We're we're planning for results here.
0: This is the Nonprofit Exchange. We're uh, interviewing Joshua Adams. And I want to shout out to a few people that I'm working with. Renee and this great group out in um, Salt Lake City doing really good work. Uh, Emmanuel Vigil, who's in uh, New Mexico. And I see we've got some people watching. And people I recognize are uh, Leah Jones-Allen and Andrea Roberts. Welcome to this. And we'll find this at the Nonprofit Exchange. It's a podcast. On iTunes or on your your uh, other store, uh, I forget what it is for for Apple for Google, Google um, apps that do podcasts. So this lives on. Joshua, this is really good. Uh, and Russell put in here the plan is the heart of the structure. Absolutely. So people, people on here that know me know that um, you and I are. Re- this is why I wanted to have you. We're it's such a synchronous process where we start building our strategy and then we bring in a web person. They know what to do. <laughs> All right. So that's number uh, number one was shut up and listen. Number two, create tangible goals that are measurable. This is helpful.
1: Absolutely. So, and create a plan out of that, right? So number three, we when we start actually doing some things with the site, as we're building it, as we're planning it, we direct traffic to the most important pages. So understanding that you might have a website with 20 pages, but not every page is as important as the other. You're typically going to have one, two, three pages that are really your key ones. What What are you trying to accomplish? And and really, we're going to go back to our goals to figure that out. If you want to donations, well, then our donations page is going to be one of those key pages. If we want to get our story out there and get buy-in, maybe we want to, we have got a fantastic video that tugs on the heart. We've got some great messaging that talks about the, the numbers and the ratios about what we're impacting and how we're changing the world. Well, there, there you go. That's an important page. Maybe we're trying to get volunteers them to sign up. Maybe it's getting more engagement at events. Well now your events page is a core core important page. So determining which are the most important pages and then directing traffic to those is absolutely key because if you land on a website and it has no direction, it doesn't drive you deeper into the site. It, you, you're just going to wander. You're going to end up on this page and that page and you might lose interest. Don't, And this is going to be important. Don't ever leave the navigation up to the user. If you can take control of the path the user takes on the website, you're going to have more results from that website. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't have a navigation at the top. It doesn't mean they'll have a navigation at the bottom where they can take control of their traffic. My point is make it much easier to get to the pages that matter most. Does that make sense?
0: It makes a lot of sense. Don't leave the navigation up to the user. Right. And actually, they go on and they'll be out of there if they're confused.
1: That's absolutely true. Um, in fact, we, we talk about the the fact that you have to have the clear call to action, clear navigation, or they're out of there. Uh, you ever land on a website and you go, well, what do I click next? And next thing you know, you just hit the back button because there's no really – it wasn't obvious where to go next. Um, I, there's a um, – large organization here, I'm not going to name, um, who paid $100,000 for a website, $100,000 for a website, um, to another unnamed company. Um, and this is a huge organization that everybody would know if I said it. Um, and I went, Oh really? Wow. They they bought a $100,000 website from a big company out of the area. Awesome. I'm going to go see what a $100,000 website buys you. Just so you know, I don't charge $100,000. No." So I, log, I, I pull up the home page of this site and, and and I go, okay, that's kind of pretty, but it's just one page. Well, that's weird. So I'm looking around going, well, where do I get to other stuff? Where, where are other things? And I couldn't figure it out. I'm a web guy and I'm like going, there's nothing else on this website but the home page, what's going on? Well, it turns out there's an upper corner spot. There was this like sideways menu with a little arrow, right? And, and, and if you clicked it, this menu slid out across the page. And there were all the pages. But until you did that, you couldn't find any of the pages. I just sat there and I laughed. <laughs> you do realize that nobody's going to figure that out.
0: Oh, I my word. It
1: out. And so having a clear navigation, and I bet you any money that that, that, that the net, that you look at the analytics reports on that site, it has a whole lot of bouncing. Land on the page and bounce. Land on the page and leave. I, I would bet you um, it's determining what those most important pages are and finding a way to easily direct traffic to them. Call to actions means you got some buttons on there saying, "Hey, learn more about donations." You know, go 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 check out our events. Go sign up for for you know we're looking for volunteers. What's that call to action? You know, in business, I say drive them drive them to the page that makes you money. Um, in in a nonprofit environment, drive them to the page that accomplishes the goal that you need to accomplish. Maybe that's donations. Volunteers, engagement, whatever it is, drive that. You know, one, one, one more note on on the important pages is, and it's going to kind of segue into the number four, um, which is uh, we use effective copy, using effective content, right? Effective uh, copy, uh, images, etc. And the reason that I'm going to segue there is because one of the most important pages is going to be your big your big why, how you impact it. Um, Hugh, you and I have talked about this as to um, Communicating to the stakeholders, whether it be members or volunteers or whoever it may be, the value of what you're doing, right? So figuring out why you matter, <laughs> what, it, what impact you're making on the world, and quantify it. Um, you know, again, you've referenced oh, yeah. that, that where's your money going, right? Uh, how many times have we been asked for money from an organization and you go, why? Where is it going? What impact is it making? If I donate, if I volunteer, am I making a difference? I get asked all the time to join boards and to volunteer for this, to donate a website to this, to do that. What impact am I making uh, is what I want to know. And so your site, it has to convey that. What And one of the things that you'll you should just do, if you just know, poke around, do any kind of amount of research on um, you know, charities and nonprofit websites, one of the things you'll see really promoted a lot is um, the the quantifiable numbers, but not just the numbers. Use visual graphics, charts, graphs, things like that. People eat that stuff up, and they want to know, right? And so I'm not going to sit there and read a paragraph, three, 15, you know, 15 paragraphs or whatever on, on your dissertation of why you're saving the planet, but I might look at a graph and a chart and go, wow, that's cool. I want in, I want in on that. Tell me where to donate. Tell me where to volunteer. That's going to be one of your core pages. And that's going to be using effective copy specifically for, um, a relevant nonprofit charity site.
0: Love it. Love it. We're are coming up. We're four out of seven. We're about halfway through the hour. So let's keep going.
1: Excellent, excellent. So,
0: good stuff. Good stuff.
1: Or create creating that useful content. I do want to say creating marketing focused content. Again, I know that's the bad word. Um, but creating content that is going to generate results. Marketing is all about just driving towards a goal. It, that's all it's about, right? And it, that goal may not be sales, but it's still going to be accomplishing. Something, so looking at your copy is, is it pre, is it presenting well? Is it more about the story and what we're what we're trying to accomplish? Is it connecting with the visitor? One of the things that that I teach a lot about is creating content that is not just informational it's also and, and again in our world a little bit more sales copy in yours it's going to be that story, it's going to be the reason it's going to be the why it's going to be the buy in copy, right? Get me engaged, get me excited. Uh, we talk about uh, search-relevant content, content that's going to help people find you uh, via SEO or Google. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, but that copy has to be effective.
0: And um, just a side point, uh, one of our uh, partners is um, uh, Content University, Cheryl Snap-Connor out of Salt Lake City. She'll be on here in a few weeks talking about how to create compelling copy. So that's a, that's a spot on. So effective copy is so critical.
1: Absolutely, and, and it's it's amazing how many people don't have a great message or even know what they stand for. They know they want to save the world. You know, with their, you know, what's our mission? Well, we want to save the puppies. Well, okay, but how? Like what, what sets you apart? What's your vision? What's your what are your core values? What they don't know. Um, and I'm not picking on anybody because it's not this is an obvious stuff. You have to learn this. Um, and and I, actually, of all days, gee, this is funny. We did not plan this at all. But today I was sitting in, in a boardroom with a nonprofit uh, working on their brand of all things. Um, and they're, it was fantastic. They, they have such a – what they're doing is working with families. They're, they're, they're strengthening and building families. Um, they're creating permanency for children. And so you got all these kids who are bouncing, bouncing around, right? They're, they're, they don't have any anchor. Maybe there is an abusive situation, alcohol in the home, drugs in the home, whatever it may be. And this nonprofit, their job is to come in and work with all the sh- all the stakeholders, whether it be uh, the parents and family, extended family, a court, um, uh, whatever it may be, a, a psychologist, whoever the stakeholders are. And they try to create. Their goal is to create permanency for this this, this child, right? And they want to get away from the all the stuff where they are creating temporary solutions or they're putting them back in the home into the problem. So their goal is to create permanency for everybody in the family, and so. We sat and worked through this and started to realize what their brand vision was and something to materialize what their core values were, et cetera. And it was so funny because they they began to discover who they were in a deeper level than besides just helping kids, right? And so we worked through those core things of who they were as a brand with, with the board there. Um, the legal was sitting across from me, which was a lot of fun because I kept picking on her. Um <laughs> and I'll say, and this one will be great because uh, I'm not repeating any of those jokes. <laughs>
0: good. good, good, good. We are we are on the nonprofit exchange. This is where we we build business install business principles into the charities we we run. Um, and live, it's the nonprofit chat. If you're on Twitter, look at the hashtag nonprofit chat anytime, presently or in the future. Look at hashtag nonprofit chat. There's a series of questions out there and some dialogue going on and we'll get to those questions a little bit. Let's get to those other three points and then we'll entertain those questions live and then see if people have any comments. Where's uh Jim Digert from Florida has joined us and I put him on the panel, but he's bashful. He's blocked his picture. But Jim's <laughs> a thought leader that we work with in Florida when we're there in a friend and colleague so he's joined us so go ahead let's let's uh, were you finished with four let's move to five
1: yeah I was just wrapping up my uh, the reason I brought that up was with them we've determined who they are and what they stand for and now writing the copy effective copy is so much easier because now we know who they are Thanks. we know what they believe in we know so they are ask us well what are the next steps we're finishing their brand their logo and the whole deal and talk about website and stuff and now, now we start writing copy for the website and it's going to be so much easier because we know who they are as a brand Spot on. So know know thyself, right? And so stepping into it, making sure that copy isn't just boring, you know. You got to engage people. Tell the story. We did a, a, a marketing video for a um, uh, Alzheimer's nonprofit foundation, and the, the the video was a story. It was the story of one of the, the 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 individuals who was going through it, and it was the story told by his wife who was going through this, mm. how the foundation had had totally changed their lives, given her her life back in a lot of ways as well, uh, but also given him meaning and purpose and, 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 and happiness and joy. And we went through this video, and I tell you, I, was, I cried. And watching the art, it made you it, – it touched you. And that video was on – and that's relevant copy, right? That's relevant content. It was video, but it was relevant content to them. So anyway, I'll move on beyond that. I know I'm beating it to death, but it's important to create content that has a relevance to your, to your, to your. It's your not
0: content. just writing. It's just not w- just words. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Right. i
1: have meaning tug on my heartstrings, right? So moving yeah. on into number five, and, and again this 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 I'm converting this these 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 steps into into more of a nonprofit world, we say we convert them right. And in sales, that means we took a lead into a sale. We made we made the deal. In in, in the in the nonprofit world, what that means is getting signing, somebody to sign up for something, getting somebody to donate. It's still a conversion, right? Understanding that that's how it works. So, again, our goals are different the methods are still very much the same. So when we say convert them, we convert them, we mean we, we take action now. So we have a donation form. We have a really interactive events search system. Uh, you know the orchestra we did, the, their main key point is get people to sign up for the orchestra, right? Register, buy tickets. It's cool, right? Buy a, a season pass, whatever it is. And so we developed this really cool search system to search the types of, of, of shows and orchestra and you know, whatnot. And it, and that converts them they go in they buy right um, conversion could just be engagement on the site. We, that's our purpose um, for that one. We created this this really cool interactive um, Scroll through of all the the full body shots of the musicians and you go through all of them and you click on them and you get the bios of each musician pictures and Very cool engaging stuff and that was something we wanted to drive people to so Creating that—that that it was a unique, unique thing—and of all things, and as silly as it sounds, when the client approached us and we were talking about it, the inspiration was the WWE website because um, <laughs> the WWE website—and and this was not my idea—but one of my other team members, it had the full body figures, and you scrolled through them. And they said, "Wow, well, cool would it be if you could scroll through the um, the musicians?" Of course, it was much more tasteful than the WWE website. But you get my point.
0: Um, I do. uh, I do. We
1: took an idea from something totally different. We were able to utilize it in a nonprofit situation that created a lot of engagement, a lot of buy-in from the musicians. You better believe the musicians were sending the website. Look at my picture. It's amazing.
0: Um, That's engagement. That's not hits. That's that's conversions are when people actually do something. And I think it's even more critical in the church and nonprofit space. Right. It's really important for people to opt in and participate and unless we've got all of this stuff ahead of it that you just talked about, the first four steps, there is no engagement. There's no clarity. Right, right.
1: Well, and, and why it's even more important that there's a conversion or return for nonprofits because they have typically less leeway on loss. So if you throw money at a project and there's no return, it's a lot more painful. You have people to, you know, you got people that are going to be a little upset with you if you waste money. And so you've got to understand. That when you're throwing money at something, even with a nonprofit or a charity, it's even more important that you have some sort of return than even with a business, right? So with a business, I can throw money at an event or or this or that and lose some money on it and be fine and you know survive. You know, we did an event, gosh, uh, two years ago, and my whole team threw all the resources at it. We were out there for a whole week in Orlando. Uh, we bought I mean, we built this amazing booth. We won best branded booth, you know, by uh, uh Amex, American Express. It was that was cool. Um but we made like twelve hundred bucks <laughs> the whole week. We, I think we spent ten or twelve grand and we made twelve hundred
0: So yeah, That's devastating to a charity. That's
2: just that was
1: horrible, right? Um and it, it, it and really what happened was the uh I'm long story short is the event organizer screwed up. Um and, and actually it's funny I just totally didn't mean to bring this up. I got an email from them earlier today. Asking me to sponsor again.
0: No. No, thank you. But my
1: point being a business can bounce back a little bit more from something like that. It was painful. It took us a long time to bounce back, but a nonprofit can't afford to lose that kind of money. So they have to they have to have quantifiable results.
0: So step five, Russell is grabbing these on the on the chat. What's step five? Is it's we convert them. We convert them.
1: (laughs) And and you really you could you could punch in um um Step five is ensure there is uh, measurable results and conversion. That would be a great step five to, to kind of convert nice. our, our wording into into what 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 works with that. Um, right. Number right. six, and we joke that this is towards the bottom. It's less important. Um, we rock the visuals. You got to make the site look great, but the, the, understand that that comes later. Right. You notice I went through all these other things: the plan, the directing of traffic, determining the most important pages. Uh, effective copy conversion and I'm just now getting to design now this coming from somebody who loves design if you saw my office so you can't you can only see part of it you walk through through it, you see um, beautiful uh, we're all about design I love design Um, I'm called by my friends a lot of times as the brandaholic the local brandaholic Um, I love brands I love design the whole aspect of it we've actually won a design award every single year since we've been in business Um, we're, we're very, very good at it. I employ three designers, right? So why am I saying that design isn't important? I'm not saying it's not important. I'm saying that it is important, but without the other components, it doesn't matter, right? It's like, let me ask you this. Is, um, is the engine important to your car?
0: Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah. you gotta have wheels, you gotta drive it, you gotta know where you're going.
1: <laughs> is your gas tank important? Is your are your brakes important? I'm gonna go down the list and you're gonna say yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna say, Great. Well, can I do it without one of those?
0: No. You, you need gas. all the components. You need gas to go there. Yeah. I so I, I absolutely number six is the, the the images have to rock, but they rocking alone isn't gonna work if you don't Correct. have all the other other pieces in place. Got it. Correct. So
1: why the visuals are important credibility i'm about to give money i got to feel like i trust this brand right the visuals are important because i'm about to commit to this this organization and so i need to feel like wow i can trust them so that's why the visuals are important but like i said they come after the other stuff
0: well they um they can kill everything if they're not good it'll it'll ruin your credibility
1: Exactly. And it comes if, to a credibility piece and a trust piece. That's why the branding, that's why we're spending time and energy on this brand for this nonprofit we're we're working with.
0: And if people want to know about your design, they can go to rockpapersimple.com. I forgot to say that. I'll put it in the in the in the in the document as we complete it. Rockpapersimple.com and if you put backslash Hugh H-U-G-H, then um you can get a free consultation with Joshua or his team. And he's got a special offer for Friends of Hugh there. Yeah. So um, like I said, um, just to declare everything, uh, Rock, Paper, Simple is a sponsor of Center Vision Leadership Foundation. And because they're a sponsor, we've we've measured their effectiveness. Otherwise, we wouldn't let them talk to the people that, that are in our tribe. And you're demonstrating competency here. But if people go to your site, um, they can see what you're talking about. And yes. not like the uh, shoemaker's kid doesn't have any shoes. You got shoes. Yes. As a matter of fact, your whole attire uh, matches your brand with your orange ties and, and whatnot. Yes. You, I'm not
1: wearing an orange tie today, you'll notice. Um, it's after five here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you're not getting the tie.
0: <laughs> got it. I've been
1: wearing it all week.
0: <laughs> don't Don't worry about it. So design is the sixth one. That can make or break you. It's not the top priority, but I, it is certainly... Uh, can do its work if you've done the other one so correct
1: correct build, build confidence in your visitors you know that, 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 that's why design is important it's not pretty for the sake of pretty right a, you know a website why do you make it look good because you're trying to accomplish a goal everything you do with the website with your brand with your marketing it has to accomplish a goal ask yourself why you know if i were to give you advice in marketing and this applies to businesses as well as it does nonprofits, but ask yourself why every time you go to spend money
0: I don't think um, it's any different. We we need to employ business principles in the in the church and charity we run. I agree. It's imperative. We got to have profit to do the work we're doing. We don't get to distribute it to stockholders. We got rigid rules on that. So I'm going to interrupt you so you can go to seven, and then we can entertain some questions if we have any. But I want to sure. go to the questions that I posted on Twitter and address those as well. So let me quit interrupting there.
1: No, it's fine. Seven is really easy. Uh, seven is start the marketing cycle. So you've built the site, right? You've got a website. You need to have some sort of cycle to drive traffic to it. You need to get people going to it now. You've got a funnel, you've got good copy, you've got a great looking website, you've got conversion points, but if nobody goes to it, it was worthless. So you've got to create a marketing cycle at this point. Set up the analytics, measure who your visits, make sure it's going up and going down. You can set up tracking Um, especially if you're spending any kind of money on on actual advertising, go and sign up for a call tracking software. Call rail is 30 bucks a month. Seriously. Any good agency will include it with their marketing. And so when we do a campaign, we include call tracking. We set up phone numbers for them and we track everything so we can prove how it's going. If you're doing it yourself, go and sign up for call rail 30 bucks a month. I don't get a dime of that. Um, But track your numbers, see what's working. You're going to do a a mailing. You're going to do door to door, whatever. Track it with a phone number. Know, know how many leads you get.
0: What's it called?
1: CallRail.
0: C-A-L-L.
1: R-A-I-L. C-A-L-L. R-A-I-L. One, right?
0: Call it's C-A-L-L. It's CallRail.com?
1: CallRail.com. Super easy.
0: And it tracks your results?
1: Yeah. So what it does is it allows you to generate up to 10. Yeah, CallRail.com. Um, it allows you to track up to 10 phone numbers with that first tier package. So you can go in and generate 10 different phone numbers and then take those phone numbers and either put them uh, to print them um, on your printing material or you can actually embed it on, or add a, uh, a bit of code to your website. They have a WordPress plugin even um, that will automatically swap out your phone number anywhere on the website based upon how the visitor visited your website. So I have it set up for one of our clients where I know if... Um, actually, it's a, they're, they're a, non, a, a non-profit uh, deals with... Um, uh senior living lifestyle etc and they i have it set up so that the website on the on the, the phone number on the website changes based upon if the visitor came from a, a paper click from, from google if it's a search you know search from google it knows that if it's a direct visit it knows that if it's a visit from their mailer it changes the phone number it knows that and so on and so forth so i can at any time go in and no i know how many leads they're getting i know what's working right so Little, little, great. little tip people think it's expensive and crazy to do call rail is 30 bucks a month
0: <laughs> it is awesome can Seriously. i um can i pose some of the questions that we put out there on the nonprofit chat on twitter yeah for sure uh, is it possible um how is it possible to engage members on online website you 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 dealt with that some but really it's i hear complaints that people aren't engaged and there's this big gap between meetings or when we show up on Sunday, we show up at board meetings, we show up at committee meetings. And I'm thinking, so how do we engage people virtually?
1: Right, right. Well, there's a number of ways, and it depends on what stakeholder we're talking about. So, I mean, if this is uh, a member of a church, well, there's so many num- numbers ways of doing that. Make sure you've got events up on the site. Maybe you are having people sign up for, for different Outreaches or different things of that nature make sure you're being very clear about your service times and beliefs and things like that That's going to help a church right those are the kind of things you need to get engagement um, Maybe we're talking about a nonprofit board. Well, there's actually um, Options to plug into into websites and a board login so you log in and you interact and there's a message board and there's a File repository and meeting notes and what are you getting engaged right um, I actually I sit on a few boards and i, I i'm i'm that guy that joins a board and a weekend goes, okay, I know I'm a new guy and I know i 'm also probably the youngest guy here by twenty years. however, <laughs> I do everything on purpose and i i 'd like to ask a couple questions number one, why are we here? Let me not just the, the basic mission why are we the twelve of us sitting here? what are we trying to accomplish like seriously like what are we trying to do? Um, I always get a couple, <laughs> eye rolls. but most of them appreciate that. Uh, most of them actually don't know the answer to that question. Um, and then I, the second question I ask is, all right, great. Well, um, how are we going to do that? And if we're not doing it, then honestly, I don't really want to be here. So <laughs> I'm a little bit of an aggressive board member that way, but the thing is I'm going to send the board. I'm going to do stuff. I'm going to make things happen. And so I tend to throw those questions out there pretty early on. Uh, because you want to accomplish something. How many boards have we sat on where it's just like nothing's happening? It's just we're getting nowhere. Um, And I actually went and I set up uh, some project management tools and reminder tools. So <laughs> these board members are getting reminders of tasks and things they needed to do. And you can do that. There's some tools for that if you reach out to your developer and, and whatnot. There's actually some third-party apps that do that as well. Uh, I don't remember any of them off
0: the Well, off. what oh, you I just know. talked about is about a board engagement. There's a message board. There's a – you know, you can have documents to download for the next meeting. Um, I find that I get more and more email and it's just things get lost and people show up with the previous version or I can't find it in my email. So if they've got a place to go and yep. there, it's it's so useful. Well, you gave a lot more content with that going back to it. I'll go back to the why number two it's out there. Why is having a pretty looking website not enough to keep people active? You dealt with that a little bit, but I you know it's pretty. But so what? Boom, they're yeah. gone. So why is pretty not enough?
1: A website without results is worthless. Website, right? We started with that, and it really comes down to it. If it's a pretty website that has no conversion, then what's the point? So if I go to a website and it looks great and even sounds great, but there's no way for me to let's say there's you know their 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 um their whole mission is to you know raise raise um, money to save you know puppies, so if they talk about the puppies and they show charts about how many puppies they can save and look, every dollar you spend, I can save 10 puppies in this whole thing. Right. And I'm being a little silly with it, but that's, yeah. Um, and I'm excited. And I want to help and I want to donate, but there's no button for donating and there's no phone number and no address. Well, it was a waste of time. Right. So I, I can't do anything. So a lot of
0: websites are like that. Um, yes. I, Frustrating. I, Preach it. I can, I, I can feel your passion, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's so logical. Give me a, t- you know, there's no there's no comment section. They post stuff. There's nowhere to have feedback. So, you know. um no donation button, no download button, no whatever it
1: is that they're trying to, I can't count the amount of times that I see businesses and nonprofits put a website out there that does nothing for them because there's no way to engage. There's no way to convert. I, I always joke, I, and and I do these speaking engagements the Seven Steps, and I'll, when I'm making this point, I'll say it'll be like this. And I'd walk up to one of the one of the members of the audience, and I'll say, "Hey, you know, I um, yeah, let's imagine that you really want a website, okay?" And I tell you all about this website, and you're really excited, and you want to buy it. And I say, "Great!" And I normally shake their hand, and then I turn around and I walk out the door, like straight up. I just walk out the door. I'll be right in the middle of speaking. <laughs> the lapel mic will be freaking out. I walk out the door, and of course, I wait for everybody to laugh, and then I come back and I go. What happened? What did I do wrong? Why didn't I get the sale? Well, of course, they all laugh at me. And go, well, because you left. You didn't actually get the deal. So that's what exactly what most of your websites are doing.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, excited, you excited. You got your information. It might even look pretty, but you have no conversion point or no purpose. Or no, so –
0: I, you know, I, and when I say I look, I look pretty, people laugh. So it <laughs> work for me. See, see. All right, we haven't dealt with this at all. It's the topic of SEO. So why is it important if people know where to find us?
1: Right, right. Yeah, uh, that's a monster, monster question. So I will get it as
0: short as I can. Yeah, we've um, only got ten minutes left.
1: Yeah. So the the SEO side of things, your search engine optimization, uh, as simple as I can put it, is how do you rank on Google? When people go to Google and they look for something. What do they find, right? They go in search for, you know, web design, Brevard County, web web design, mobile photo. They find us, right? Great. So that's SEO, wanting to be found when people are searching. Now SEO applies to different things, different ways. Um, It's gonna apply to um, the different nonprofits that people are looking for something. Are they looking for that service? Maybe you're trying to promote to people you're trying to serve. Maybe you're looking for volunteers. You have to look and say, okay, well, who's searching for that kind of thing in my area? Are they searching for that kind of thing? If they are, well, then I want to rank for that in Google. And there's a series of things you do for that. Content writing, link building. There's a lot of stuff that social media indicators. Again, it would take hours to even touch that subject. But you want to rank for those things that are important. Churches, you want a, a church near me? I mean, that's a, that's a legit t- t- keyword people search for. I've done it. I've moved to a new area, and I want to go to a church where is I don't know what's here. And then I go and I look at the top results and I look at what they believe in and I look at their service times and go, that's too early for me. I'll go to this one. <laughs> well and what's you that, know, what's I, that, was that wrong to say
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go skip right over that. I, <laughs> I I look at websites that are designed by so-called professionals, and there's little things like just one thing, like the image, it's got goobly-gock, goobly-gock, as the as the file name and the name of the image. And Google doesn't look at the picture, but if you put the what's it called the code, the app code or alt, alt code, can put your name, so that Google can find you. And then the mm-hmm. file name, you know, hue H- one two three four, that doesn't do any good. Hue Baloo, you know, then people it'll yeah, my shit. image when you do a search on Google, it'll come up in the images, right? And then you yeah. click on it, it, takes you to the page. And yep. so I find there's a whole lot of web designers don't know the little things that all add up to mm-hmm. help people find you. So um, th- you're right. It's a big topic, and we could spend a lot of a lot of energy on it. But it's important because you said it helps you rank on the top of Google so people who don't know you can find you. Did I, did I hear you right? Right. Now, number yeah, four. Yeah, like I said, it's
1: a big it's. A big-
0: it's a, okay. it's its we did a whole yeah, whole it's interview its on, on SEO, couldn't we? But yeah. but I I'm I'm finding yeah. that, that more of the topics I get into, you you know a lot of you have a lot of depth in all of those topics. But I just wanted to approach that. Now, people can find hashtag nonprofit chat on Twitter and can weigh in on any of these questions because they've been posted out there. And the last one, which just posted just now, why is it important to have a person? Managing updates and communications on a website. A dedicated person is what I should have put there. Why is it important to have somebody that's keeping it up to date? So that it actually happens. <laughs> Too blunt. Too blunt. I was thinking relevant, but that's that one's better. So it happens. Yeah, probably well, get to if, it someday. No, somebody has to have it as their number one duty. Yes, absolutely. It just
1: won't happen. You know, whether it's somebody in house that does it, that's the person. It's their job to do it, or you hire an agency like us to make sure the site stays up to date and relevant. Like you said, it's got to happen. Um, again, let's, a lot of times your information, your, web your website, it is time-sensitive information, um, you know, your events, your nonprofits, your sermons for your, for your churches. Uh, you know We built a site for a church. They were really big on making sure they could upload every week right after service the text version, typed out text version of the, of the sermon, the audio file of the sermon, and the video file. And then they wanted to automatically send the, video, or the audio to, to iTunes, podcasts. So, like, they had all this stuff, and it has to stay regularly updated. So, we set up the system for them to go in and do it themselves every single every single Sunday. And I then they just it. reach out to us for maintenance, you know. So, I love, I love it. But they have a dedicated person over there. They still reach out to us for for the harder changes, but they have a dedicated person. It's important to stay relevant and stay on top of things. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. And if you're not maintaining the site, a few things happen: it loses relevance. You know, the, the somebody goes and looks at. Oh, look, they posted they have a blog. Oh, look, they posted three years ago. They're probably not around anymore. Um, it shows relevance and activity, and especially in nonprofits. You want to see activity in life, and especially if you're thinking about donating, you don't want to see a blog post from two years ago. Oh, they're not doing anything with my money. They're going to steal it. Um, you want to you want to show them life, um, and also website goes goes long enough without updates that can get dangerous in forms of hacking and things of that nature. So it's not an update, updates happening
0: Oh, with your software. Yeah. Um, what I'm hearing in that is that you, you set up systems that people can go in and post their own stuff. We yeah. really don't want to be dependent. No matter how good your web person is, you need to make middle of the night changes and update updates and it yourself. So you make that easy for people. I right. Wanna... Yeah. It, it depends on the time. So, so
1: some clients need that. Some clients the time is worth too much money, or too, you know, it just can't do it, right? Absolutely. So all the of our sites are built to be easily managed.
0: But you still want to have access to it, and um, so you want to have ac- ability to do it should you need to. Um, think about a, a parting tip or thought you'd like to leave with people. And I want to. Uh, Russell's been very patient, and he's he's captured a lot of your nuggets and put them into the chat, and I'm going to save them and post them on the on the site uh, nonprofit com and to, to go check out rockpapersimple.com slash Hugh, see what uh, Joshua has for you and for friends of Hugh uh, Russell, you got any, uh, you've been thinking about, are you going to go to that, that website and uh, rockpapersimple slash Hugh and see if you can get a free consultation with this guy about your, your site? Yeah. He's smiling. <laughs>
2: Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. (laughs) But yeah, the the other thing that I, I learned over time is to try to be a a good customer. Uh, because if, if you go in there and you have no idea what you want, your website's just not going to turn out, uh, the best way. And so it's a communication process, a whole lot of planning. Uh, I love to make use of mind maps as you, as you know. So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> that's what I did with my web developer, and nice. uh, the biggest problem I have uh, is that I, I, I can't make changes uh, easily, mm. so I'm too dependent on them, and so i to my way of thinking, I need those three o'clock in the morning uh, changes, but uh, <laughs> yep. the other thing, you know, at, at, with the website is, is, is really that question that that's like planning for speech or any other thing that you present. What is it you want people to know, feel, and do with the information you give them? Right. And uh, and so, and it's important to stay fresh and to keep new content. That's why interactivity is important, to get people in there to interact with so that your content is fresh. People have short attention spans, and there's a lot of stuff out there. So uh, with churches, um, the other thing I find is that a lot of a lot of the folks are, are my age. Uh, we need younger people in my church. It's, it's probably no different than any other church than mine.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, most of us uh, have gray hair, <laughs> <laughs> and so technology. I mean, we got to keep it fresh. You, you, the, the The solution is no hair. That's, <laughs> that, that's my solution to the gray hair thing. <laughs> it's not enough, you know. I can't buy a Grecian formula by the fifty five gallon vat, so. That's, <laughs> But uh, just engaging young people in that, if you've got young people in your church that are savvy with social media, that's what it's about. And it's creating engagement, making it fun, uh, getting people in there, and maybe consider a reverse mentoring program in the church so that you got young people to pass their technological skills on and older people. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. a great, great idea. We we need to in order to keep our churches going, we gotta get a younger crowd in there though. Preach
0: it, brother. Preach it, brother. And relevance is so important, which was the whole theme of this conversation tonight. Um, as usual, you have really good comments, sir. Um Russell was a guest on this a couple of weeks ago and he did the seven things you need to do when you start a nonprofit. And it's posted on go go um connect with Russell. Is it just Russell Dennis on LinkedIn or Russell David Dennis?
2: Uh it's Russ Dennis, yeah. Russ, R-U-S-S
0: yeah. Dennis. He's R U
2: S S, yeah.
0: He's making a big, big, big impact. He's posting articles on the Center Vision uh Leadership Org blog role. You put one up last week. You've got some really good articles on LinkedIn, and he's a spokesperson. Um he's the Andy Rooney for the nonprofit world. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some really good content out there, and you're getting a lot of traction. And uh, you posted the video from David Grutter and it's gotten the shadow, and it's gotten a lot of views. And uh, maybe you'll, if, if you're nice, if, if Joshua's nice to you, you post his up there too.
2: <laughs> oh, people, people are, are uh, really starting to look at what we're doing here. So I post these up on Go Read, I post it on Google. Plus. I've got a number of Facebook pages that I have, and I, I posted uh, on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn gives me good measures. So uh, I'm sure we you know, we could probably uh, in, increase that. Uh, I have to go into Google Plus. I haven't been able to drill down to see how many views people have on the post. Uh, they took down your ability to see what was happening because I had 128 followers in the old classic format and forty five thousand views. So people were looking at the content. I just couldn't tell where they were looking at it. And so Mark Cuban hmm. talked about that, uh, having a lot of uh, a lot of buzz and he says, I don't care how many interviews you're getting, are you making money? It doesn't matter. <laughs> PR is there, bottom
0: video. line. Bottom
2: line. Well,
0: Russ has become quite the person of influence in the nonprofit space. So we're, you know, we've got to pivot that to monetization and that's probably what I took away from uh, Joshua's relevance piece. We are, we've are we really got to put business principles in our religious and, and community organizations because we need to bring in the revenue so we can do the work that we're called to do. So as we're Russell, thank you for all of that. That's just your gem. Thank you. Um, Joshua, take us out. What what's a parting comment you'd like to leave people with?
1: Be purposeful. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. You know, what's your purpose? What's the reason? Why are you doing it? Same thing I say when I sit on those boards. <laughs> what's the point? When you get a well get build a website, what's the point?
0: It's good. Um I would term that as being assertive. Being assertive. That's a good thing. Well, Joshua is- Adams, you're you're a young fella that you got wisdom a lot past your years. Would you say so, Russ? (laughs) It gives you 10. (laughs) How much did you pay him to say that? A lot. Okay. (laughs) So we're we're ending this um, nonprofit uh, exchange. It's been a great exchange of information. And if you're live on Twitter, go do the hashtag nonprofit chat and let us have your comments. Joshua Adams, thank you so much for sharing tonight. Thanks for having me. Very good. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top
2: business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.